Welcome to the Somerset Emotional Wellbeing Podcast. My name is Dr. Andrew Trasetta from Somerset Clinical Commissioning Group, and I'm joined by... Peter Bagshaw, GP in Somerset and CCG uh, Mental Health and Dementia Lead. And we're delighted to welcome as our guest today, Tiff Wood. So, Tiff, please tell us about yourself and who you work for and represent and what you're going to talk to us about. I've got the title of Women's Mental Health. Yes. So um, thanks for having me today. So I work for Somerset Activity and Sports Partnership um, and I work with public health. We are at the moment um, developing and running a programme called Healthy Mums, uh, which is a provision for um, mums in Somerset. It's completely free where we're trying to boost their health. And one of the big elements of that is mental health and well-being. But at SASP, we also work with um, women of, of all age groups really. We work with um, young girls at school age to try and boost their confidence and well-being through physical activity and we go all the way to a program called Well Woman um, where we work with older women. So throughout all of that mental health is a big part of what we do to boost health and well-being in the community across Somerset. Thank you so much. And are there any particular themes that you work on? Is it particular conditions? Is it particular, are there particular ways in which you work? And tell us about how, it, how people get in contact and, and, and what they might expect. So at SASP, we, we like to work with people. We do develop um, web-based resources and, and we go online and particularly the pandemic has has forced us to to do our work online and, and via um online calls that kind of thing but where possible we try to deliver um physically or at least get groups of people together so that people can benefit from that that social support aspect as well um, so uh, for example the healthy mums program uh, for pregnant women and new mums um, it's a six-week course so we've been running that online on zoom ladies have been uh, having the opportunity to chat to each other and share ideas with each other because it's not just about what we think they should know it's about how they can support each other um, but they then get the opportunity to um, to join a facebook group to stay connected we're also looking to now the uh, government guidance will allow us to uh, to meet in the real world go for buggy walks and carrier walks across the county um, so people get to meet ladies get to meet each other as well because we know for mental health um, physical activity that's our bag we're always looking for those physical activity opportunities that really boosts physical and mental health but also connectedness meeting people social support is also really key for everyone's mental health, but here specifically women's mental health. That's really interesting. So you've got the you've got the uh, framework of people meeting each other and doing physical exercise. So two pillars of, of health are are tackled. And do do you have any uh, specific topics that you uh, talk about or teach about or share about or explore, or is it very much what the group brings along uh, to each session? There are um, key areas that, that we cover in all of our um, courses for women's health. So This Girl Can for the younger um, ladies, uh, Healthy Mums, also our, our women's wellness for older women. Um, we, we always talk about the benefits of physical activity and look at the, the UK recommended amounts of physical activity, the guidelines for uh, maximum health and well-being benefits, you know, how much activity should you do 
to get those benefits. Uh, and we try and, and take questions and sort of break it down for um, the ladies we're working with because it's all good and well to have 150 minutes of moderate physical activity but what what does that mean what does that how do I fit that in when I'm a busy mum and I've got a toddler and a baby and I've got school runs to do and I'm exhausted and I haven't slept properly so we we come with the information like the recommendations for example and then we we bring our community in to say right now what does this mean to you do you have any questions how how do you achieve those? You know, does anyone have any top tips to share with the group as to how we achieve those? And then we do that sort of format with other key topics. Healthy diet, healthy eating features in all of our um, health and wellbeing courses. Mental health and wellbeing always comes in. Those, you know, talking about those strategies, the importance of good sleep, um, the importance of taking time to breathe and be in the moment. Um, all those kinds of things. So we always talk about mental health at some point in our courses as well. Um, that social connectedness, so keep talking with people, get out, meet people, those kind of things. And then we might add those specific areas um, that are relevant to that age group. So for the older women and the, and the healthy mums ones, we'll then talk about pelvic floor health, a bit of a taboo subject, but something that is so key to physical and mental health having a healthy pelvic floor uh, whereas say for the younger um, cohort we wouldn't necessarily talk about that we'll talk about um, other topics like body image perhaps about the pressures of social media and body image for example and I'm particularly interested in that uh, Tiff because I've been looking at, at the figures of what's happened to mental health under lockdown and the, the one that's taken off uh, is around body image uh, in younger women and older girls so how do you deal with that? Because that's such a, an important problem, isn't it? It is. It's. It's. I've. I've heard that as well, and I've heard that. Um, yeah, figures for treatment of young, uh, young people, young ladies, um, around these sort of issues has gone up hugely over the pandemic, and it's something that's on our radar, my radar, um, to build into our work as we come out of the pandemic, hopefully. Um, so one of the ways that we deal with that across all of our age groups um, in women's health is to focus on the body as what it can do, you know, become physically active um, and using your body. If your body can run, if it can swim, if it can ride a bike, then you don't want to be starving it. You know, it's not just about what your body looks like. Food is not a tool to punish your body with or reward yourself with it's fuel for your health and to achieve the things your for your body to do the things you want to be able to do so it's trying to move away from a mindset of it's all about what I look like and food is a way to achieve thinness or not thinness or, or reward or punishment and moving into um you know what my body is an amazing thing that a thing the things it can do and achieve and uh, healthy food is a way to fuel my body to do that the other issue that that's come up sadly uh, is domestic abuse and uh, is that something that you come across and are equipped to deal with if people mention that so not specifically we haven't built anything into our courses and I can talk mostly about healthy mums at the moment because that's that's a course that we're really developing at the moment there's nothing built into it at the moment our mental health 
section, which is one week of the six week course. Um, that's where that sort of discussion would sit. But we try to stick within our boundaries of knowing what we are professionals to talk about and the things that we we should be referring out to other professionals. So we, we try to keep it as a very open conversation about mental health um, and that we can signpost on to other organisations where ladies could get, could get extra support and advice if they needed it. However, it is an area, I'd say mental health portion of our course has been the area that where we have had the most need. I don't know if that is just picking up the level of need of, for mental health support during the perinatal period, so pregnancy in the first 12 months after birth, or if we are detecting the pressures of, of lockdown on top of that. Um, but we are looking to um, uh, contact other organisations like MIND, work with Open Mental Health and look for funding where we can expand that part of our programme and link better with specialist organisations that could help with key issues like that, like domestic abuse. Thank you. Um, that's really interesting, Tiff. And coming to a sort of a theme that's behind some of what you're saying, self-esteem and, and well-being, um, we judge ourselves so easily. And so I'm going to be interested into how you help people not judge themselves. And just thinking about a, a particular area you've already mentioned, exercise. Now, the word exercise to some of us fills us with fear because it conjures up conjures up pictures of lycra and people speeding along on uh, on road bikes at 35 miles an hour or or, or iron man or iron woman or, or, or things could you help us demystify that please absolutely so we started off um calling our program active mums based on some work done by one of the other national active partnerships called active cheshire that's a name they'd gone with but straight away we thought hang on a minute that active word could be conjuring those lycra clad images let's move away from that let's go for the holistic healthy healthy mums healthy families um image because it, yes you don't have to get in all your your lycra to live a healthy lifestyle and that's very much underpins all of our programs for women's health particularly say with the healthy mums we we incorporate activity into each session so we do we do a talk section and discussion section and then in every session you know we don't want it to be a case of we just talk about baking cakes we actually bake our cake but in this case it's an exercise cake we do actually get up and get active in the sessions but we make it trying different forms of activity because there's loads of different ways to keep active that don't require um lycra clad full-on exercise so we have a little bit of stretching and relaxation perinatal yoga uh, we also have singing and activity with baby so a fantastic way to build activity into your daily life if you don't want to do a circuit class somewhere is to sing and, and play with your baby and do active nursery rhymes not only do you get moving you're up your heart rate's um, up but also babies getting that physical boost but also bonding and they're getting that cognitive boost boosting their language as well which is so key in those early days for baby mums often feel that level of guilt mum guilt you know if they're going to try and go off to the gym or go off somewhere and do something for themselves so actually if you if you don't have much time and you do feel that pressure to not leave baby Get active with them and be creative. Do it in ways that are fun for you. Go for a walk. Go and play at the park. That's all so much better than just sitting down, put the TV on all the time. Although that definitely has its place when you are knackered <laughs> and you haven't slept because baby's kept you awake. 
And the other problem I find in encouraging exercise in, in people is a lot will say, well, I've done nothing and I'm, I'm worried I might strain myself. So how do you approach that to people who have really done very little physical activity? Yeah, so really the message is it's never too late. Never feel like, oh, I haven't done anything for however long. Oh, it's too late. I won't do it now. It's never too late to start. You, every day is a new day and you can start. And just start slowly and start wherever you are. Don't look for some magical program that says that you should be doing this much activity. You should be running this distance or that time or this speed or um, doing this particular Joe Wicks workout or something. You start where you feel comfortable. And actually, if, if that's just going out of your front door and going for a very short walk around the block or to the local park, start there. But try and just gradually, gradually build. One of the key messages for the physical activity recommendations for pregnant women, for example, is listen to your body. Listen to it. If your body is saying it's really tired, it needs a rest. If it's saying something feels a bit sore, take a bit of rest. But don't just sit down forever and say, well, that didn't work. I'm never coming back to it. Give your body a little rest and then try again. Start wherever you are and build gradually. And we talk a lot in these podcasts about the mental health benefits of physical exercise is that something that you observe in the the mums you're working with absolutely absolutely we have a lot of our mums just they report that getting it's physical activity but it's also getting outside as well getting out getting fresh air getting that sunlight if you've got some sun but just daylight getting out and seeing other people other friends um, is really key but we do see physical activity is such a good way to boost your mood and to bust stress it's you know it really is a fantastic way to help with your mental health it's not going to solve all mental health problems but it certainly is a fantastic coping strategy and we do hear ladies saying how much better they feel when they are able to get in regular exercise and we talk about exercise and activity uh, and it's good to get outside but even if you're sitting in a chair and you stand up and put your arms in the air and if you do that 10 times you actually and i'm doing it listeners as i speak please do not do this if you're driving or if you're using heavy machinery but um it it can actually get you your heart rate up and uh, move you around and that that movement can just just use your muscles and to, to get the blood circulating and to get some positive neurochemicals moving. It, it's really sad that this is an audio-only podcast, Andrew, because we <laughs> we can see you doing that, but sadly our listeners won't be able to. So they'll, they'll just have to imagine your toned muscular physique uh, jumping up um, and down. I, I would wish to say I envy Joe Wicks's body and I have something approaching it, but I think it's uh, time has moved on, so... Andrew, just to pick up your points there, though, that, that is a big thing we, we put across in, in all of our women's health programmes. So the women's wellness, for example, we say, well, if you're just popping in the kitchen, you're putting on the kettle, you could stand in the kitchen and do a range of movements, gentle arm movements. On our website, we have Jo Smith, who is our lead in this area, and she has a range of videos of exercises to do while the kettle boils you can lift up onto your toes doing gentle calf raises or gently bend at the knee as you lift your legs then your kettle's boiled you've got your cup of tea and then you can carry on your day and you've built that little piece of gentle movement in and like you just demonstrated beautifully there Angie that can really give you a little boost in your day. Is that available to anyone Tiff and if, if so can you tell us the links or we'll put them up afterwards? 
Absolutely. So that is on the Somerset Activity and Sports Partnership website. But the web address is easier, sasp.co.uk. And on there, you can find tabs for all different groups. So we've got walking, for example, lots of links to walking opportunities across Somerset. Active adults, that will bring up links to, for example, healthy mums and all the information we've got about the programmes, but also free information for ladies on how to live a healthy lifestyle for them and their little ones, even if they can't attend or don't want to attend one of our courses. And you'll find our lovely Jo um, with videos on that website there as well. That's great. So sasp.co.uk, that's S-A-S-P.co.uk. Great Somerset resource we've got. Absolutely. So, yeah, like I say on there, we've got videos. We've also got, um, yeah, links to further information. Uh, With the Healthy Mums programme, each of our topics, we have a handout with lots of in-depth information and further links that ladies can follow. Um, So that's all freely accessible um, from our website if anyone would like to find it. Um, Tiff, what do you enjoy most about doing this work? Oh, it is my passion. It really is my passion. So um, my family, family's business um, history is all in physical activity. My great granddad opened a bike shop in my hometown of Colchester. And that is where at that time when no one had a car, everyone in the town got their bike from W.E. Watts in Colchester. And then my nan and granddad took that shop over. Um, My my parents run a personal training business and a fitness centre back in Colchester. So I grew up just around physical activity and exercise. That's just normal. That's just normal for me and in my life. And I'm so reliant on it for my own mental health and physical health. If I didn't exercise, if I didn't live an active lifestyle, actively commute places on my bike. And if I didn't watch what I was eating as in, like if I didn't make an effort to eat, a vaguely healthy diet don't get me wrong I love a good treat here and there cake is wonderful but a mostly healthy diet I would be really unhappy and I would really would suffer with my health because I've I have had little blips where I've I've not done the exercise and it has really had an impact on me so I know the impact it can have for me and I I just love sharing that around with my own daughter now she's two years old and I really love this opportunity I've got to share this with with other mums um, but also the potential benefit impact that could have on more more children than growing up with physical activity just being a norm for them as well and it's great to hear that and you mentioned joe wicks earlier on and he says very similar things doesn't he but it's about keeping mentally healthy by being physically active and physically healthy and people who, who try it really find those benefits so have, have you got stories of, of women who've sort of turned their their lives around by in embracing this approach Yes, yeah, we do. Yeah, um, our ladies on our healthy mums, they they are in the thick of young ba- having young babies. So they often talk about, about how much better they feel when they are able to prioritise that exercise, when they are able to find that little snippet of time um, and, and do that exercise. 
We also have a, a, a Somerset-wide programme called the Health Walk, Somerset Health Walks scheme. So we have volunteers that run free health walks right across the county. And we have um, both walkers and walk leaders within that scheme who we hear from who say just, just walking has absolutely transformed their, both their physical and their mental health. And they also get an enormous benefit from then taking that out into their community connecting members of their community and sharing those health benefits with other people in their community as well. You've mentioned the benefits for mums. What uh, Mums are part of a family. What can their partners do to help facilitate this, to help um, this happen? Is there anything their partners should, should be doing? Yeah, so in terms of women's health specifically, um, you know, partners can just be that extra bit of support for women um so say for example um in those early days babies can be very attached to mum say if they're breastfeeding for example um it can be very difficult for mum to just have any downtime any space any time to do any exercise so partner along with other family members friends being there to say look i'll take them for even if it's just 10 minutes you know go and have a break go for a walk get out of the house whatever but then dads that is an area that we are aware needs they need support too you know dads so often end up with you know they go through so much of the the trials and tribulations of pregnancy and having a newborn in the house they might have two weeks paternity leave they are also struggling to keep on top of their health and like you say it's a they're a family or, or partners not necessarily dads they are a family so it is also thinking holistically about the whole household and not just thinking about say for example mum um, we're talking about physical exercise and activity is there anything in 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 other approaches such as yoga that you're involved with in SASP or is that something that SASP isn't isn't heavily involved in? Again it's it is it comes under that sort of holistic approach to health so in all of our courses that we do women's wellness for older women healthy mums and and uh, this girl can for younger women we'll have a little taster in there and we'll introduce the benefits of we don't always call it yoga because like you said about the lycra clad um athletes and what have you sometimes yoga conjures up really expensive classes of really bendy people but we will always talk about stretching and relaxation and mobilization and go through short meditations and breathing exercises and short um flexing and stretching routines that um ladies could do in their own time but we also do introduce the idea that, you know, if this is something you think you could enjoy, it has huge health benefits. And, you know, you could look at your local village hall, you could look at your local leisure centre um, for, or, or now so much is online, isn't it? You can look for opportunities to do um, yoga as part of a, a balanced, healthy lifestyle. Interesting. What a ra wide range of opportunities you're providing us. We, yeah, we try to link up the programmes as well. So we try to, um, to not just pick up somebody who has a particular need, offer a short term thing and then sort of push them out. Off you go, you're fixed now, away you go. We know behaviour change is much slower. It takes time. There are relapses. We come back again. So what we're trying to do at SASP is build this journey almost that you go you get support at this stage 
um, age maybe or this stage in your life but then there's other opportunities you can move into we try and join the dots with the program so for example healthy mums we offer six week courses that are free for ladies they come along we then try and keep them connected with each other if they want to through whatsapp through a facebook page we're then connecting with the somerset health walks program we're going to try to build regular free walking opportunities that help these ladies then stay connected and connect with each other there are loads of baby singing groups and baby sensory and all these things which are fantastic they are amazing for baby but so often they involve sitting on a floor in a hall and mum is not doing anything where she could be up they, they could be active together so we're trying to balance that picture and make sure there are those opportunities um, for uh, ladies to then link with other opportunities and keep moving and keep that progress going and although you're referring uh, to a specific group i know that there are health walks for everybody aren't there um, men and women all ages often graded in in whether it, you're a beginner or intermediate or more challenging so there's a, a huge network of, of walkers around Somerset, building both their physical health and their, their mental health and connecting with other people, isn't there? Absolutely, absolutely. And we have, like you say, different levels of difficulty. We do find pe- people um, sort of saying, oh, well, I, I couldn't do that. I'm not fit enough. I'm, um, I find it too hard. So we, we make sure that in each area, um, so we split into uh, the areas of Somerset, South Somerset, for example, West Somerset. In each area, we try to make sure we have what's called a one boot or referral walk. So it is a 30 minute or less slow paced walk on the flat on an accessible surface, generally with facilities available. Always a bit unsure at the moment with the pandemic as to what we can guarantee, but generally parking, um, toilets, that kind of thing is available we then have two boot walks so they might go up to a sort of 45 minutes or an hour they might start to take in um, incline slightly uh, more difficult terrains and then we have a three boot walk which isn't quite a, you know hiking rambling kind of walk but it is then it's that another another level of difficulty um slightly longer walk so it builds in that progression you know we never with physical activity you don't want to just start someone moving you always want to have that opportunity to progress to get fitter and stronger so we we, ha- we try and build that into our programs where we can thank you so much tiff and just picking up one thing about um about young mums and new mums and perinatal mental health. Um, in Somerset, we've actually got a relatively new perinatal mental health team which provides support for mothers in difficulties. And if you are a mother that needs help, um, GPs, midwives, health professionals and other health professionals can d- refer direct to Somerset NHS Foundation Trust perinatal health team via a referral form and sending direct. So please ask if you need help, uh, need help at all. Does SASP work with this new perinatal mental health service, uh, perinatal mental health service? Do they refer into it or take teams or is it all a bit new to to be coordinated yet? It is quite new. We're not um, directly linked with them. However, we are linked with the um, the perinatal mental health um, development network for the South West and we are linked in with that. we do for for all of our specialist topics uh, we consult with specialists um, in that area so our mental health content for our course is informed by a specialist um, mental health midwife so we know that we can 
tell ladies that if they need support and help, they can go and speak to their healthcare professionals. We also direct them to something called Somerset Talking Therapies, where they can self-refer themselves for support and um, find loads of additional information there as well. Um, But the new mental health teams, that is um, a connection that we are looking to build on in time. And of course, we always give a plug to Somerset Mindline on these shows. And Andrew, you know their phone number off by heart now, don't you? 01823-276892. Available for anybody uh, 24-7. Lovely. That's just a wonderful, all-encompassing approach that um, SASP are taking on women's mental health, Tiff. Any last words that you'd like to put in or any last plugs that you'd like us to share? Well, just that um, physical activity really can be such a a good boost for mental health. It can be very preventative um, for mental health uh, problems and a great way to just, um, you know, help with anything that you are struggling with. So whatever works for you, whether that's going to a class, just going out for a walk on your own, joining a group, it doesn't, there is no one size fits all. And if something doesn't work the first time, don't give up. Try something else. Keep going um, because it really, even if, even if exercise and physical activity feels a bit hard at the beginning, it does get easier. It does get better. And sometimes it takes a bit of time to really feel those benefits. So um, if you need any support in doing that, then um, come along to sas.co.uk. We have programmes for all different people. You can just get in touch and ask us for advice um, and we are happy to support you in any way you need. Thank you so much for joining us. And I hope it's for men as well. Yes, we have opportunities for men. We have um, a, pro- a project lead, Gareth. Um, he has a program set up um, specifically for men, and we're always looking for ways to um, to offer support for men as well. So, yeah, they can get in touch too. Thank you so much for coming and joining us, Tiff. Thank you. Thank you. You've been listening to the Somerset Emotional Wellbeing Podcast, hosted by Dr. Andrew Tresider and Dr. Peter Bagshaw. The show was created by David Seeley and was produced by Rob Hunt's Music on behalf of the Somerset Clinical Commissioning Group.